This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Good afternoon, Bay Area. Welcome to Mortgage Matters with Misha. I am Misha Dimitruk with Essex Mortgage, NMLS 694427. Joining you today, I am the branch manager from Sunny Santa Cruz, and I have been in the industry since 1996. I joined the show and all of you on a regular basis because I believe you deserve an advocate. You are in a position of making very sizable purchases, taking out large loans, borrowing money that has implication for you and your family and your heirs for decades to come. And I believe you deserve the truth. And you believe somebody who's going to be service-minded. You don't walk into a restaurant and tell the chef, I'd like something spicy, maybe with a pasta, and I'm going to choose chicken. And they create you a meal based on that idea. But that is what happens when you have a qualified expert working on your side in the lending environment. You need to be able to relay over to me what it is that you are seeking to achieve. I take your information and I present to you the multiple avenues of opportunity for you based on your qualifications and your criteria. It's a customized menu for your palate only. And this is something I really want to drive home to all of the listeners out there. You don't need to be an expert in this industry. You do need to focus in on what it is you want and determine what your qualification is. And you do all of that by working with an expert, someone who's in this industry day in and day out, that have their finger on the pulse of exactly what is happening and all of the changes that are coming about in this industry, because I'll tell you what, they are many and they are frequent. It is a challenge just to keep up with what happens in this industry. If you were not in this industry day by day, I promise you it would be dizzying. If you have any questions, if you would like to share your scenario with me, if you want to discuss the opportunity you have in front of you, or if you need help strategizing your plan, give me a call, 831-435-0385. You can email Misha, M-E-S-H-A, at EssexMortgage.com, or you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. We are on October 5th. My goodness. We have 88 days remaining in the rest of the year. Now, don't cringe and don't crash if you're in the car. That is a rapidly approaching date, and we have had quite the year, haven't we? If you have been on the sidelines watching the real estate market, or if you have been actively out on the streets, visiting open houses, watching the market move, you know that the times to make purchases are now while the rates are low because the cost difference when rates go up, even if the price comes down or stays the same, is going to mean more money, more expense for you as a buyer when it comes to managing that new acquisition. Earlier in the year, we saw a slowdown in investment property purchases because of eviction moratoriums, uh, because of rent delays that were being provided due to pandemic. And as all of those things have disappeared, the realization that investing in real estate and 
always and particularly in the Bay Area is going to be a sound investment. And we're seeing more buyers coming back around saying, I've gained in the stock market. I've gained in my other investments. I'm willing to extract money from my savings or I'll take money from that well-stacked, healthy 401k and put that money into an investment that will grow and make me money for time to come. If that's something that you're looking into and you walked into that big box bank and they said to you, this doesn't look good. Your taxes don't align with what it is you're seeking to do. And you walked out feeling defeated and here to tell you there are other options for you. You're not going to be told about those when you go to that big box bank. You're not going to be told about those when you sit down with your brother and sister and hairdresser and favorite uncle because they are not the people who have their finger on the pulse of every opportunity within the lending environment. And they can't show you how to make this plan work for you. It just might not be the plan that you expected to begin with. So I would encourage you to reach out to me. Let me know how I can be a resource for you in getting things handled. Um, I wanted to start this week with a, a question that I have from Inez in Cupertino. Inez let me know, thank you, Inez, uh, that she is a retired person and she's in advanced age. Inez, I imagine you're still very young at heart, if nothing else. Inez wanted to know, how can she get a loan, being of advanced age, a 30-year loan to make that payment small in order to make another investment? So Inez, you cannot be turned down for a loan based on your age unless it's a reverse mortgage. A forward mortgage, they cannot say, well, you are 75 years old and you're not likely to live another 30 years, so we won't give you that loan. It's discrimination. Legitimately, it's based on qualification. But to the reverse mortgage point, you have the ability to take a reverse mortgage on your primary residence, extract that cash from your equity, and put that cash to use for you. Uh, if you are concerned about whether or not you're going to have long-term care expense paid. If you are considering the concept of whether or not you have enough inheritance for your heirs, if you just wanted to grow your portfolio without the expense of having to pay for that money on a monthly basis, we definitely want to talk about what a reverse mortgage would do for you and the opportunities presented there to give you payment-free funds for as long as you remain in the home. So Inez, thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure this is a question that Many people have mulled over from time to time. I know I've received it several times over. How could I possibly get a 30-year loan when I'm of advanced age? And I'm here to tell you there's no age restriction or requirement unless we're talking about reverse mortgage. We have a lot of information to cover in today's show. There's a lot of buzz out in the market right now talking about potential raise in loan limits. There's a great ability for those loan limits that are per county to rise somewhere in the 14% range. That's very indicative of where the market has been these last many months and how the realization that prices are just higher is known by all of the powers that be. How is that going to affect you? Right now in the greater Bay Area, we're in a high cost market. The maximum conforming loan limit before you go into jumbo loans and steeper requirements for cash reserves and credit scores and limitations, um, is $822,375 on the loan amount, not on the purchase price. That's the loan amount. 
the the buzz that's out right now is that that new loan limit will be elevated to $937,500. Now that hasn't been instituted across the board yet. There have been a couple of big lenders who have said they're already offering these loan sizes. It's generally received as that's where the direction is headed. But until there's an official announcement, this is great information for those people who are structuring their tax returns. They are structuring their down payment, preparing for next year and saying, next year's the year that I'm going to buy that home. Next year's the year that I'm going to stop renting. I'm going to stop paying my landlord's mortgage payment for them. I'm going to create an avenue of wealth for my family by having an income property that is going to pay and for itself and generate a stream of income for years to come. So these elevated loan limits are definitely going to help, particularly in the Bay Area, uh, because that's going to open up other doors for people who may not have had the, the opportunity to have as much savings, again, because of the purchase price, uh, who maybe have not had a tremendous amount of experience in rental properties in the jumbo market, and that might inhibit them in the jumbo market. But you don't have to have necessarily experience when you're talking about national conforming prices. Again, presently, that loan limit is $822,375. Around the rest of the country, where they are not in a high-cost market, that limit is $548,250. So, you know, very big difference between those two markets and definitely a huge opportunity here in the Bay Area. I have received a couple of other text messages over the week, and I wanted to make sure that we get to them uh, before we get to commercial break here. So we, we're going to touch base on one here from Tim. Tim sent me this message last week. Sorry, Tim, I didn't get to you during the show. Tim was asking, Misha, how do I get my in-laws to understand that a reverse mortgage means they get to keep their house? Uh, Tim, I really appreciate you asking this because this is, again, another one of those questions that I run into time and time again. In reverse mortgage, you still own your home. It's just the same capacity as a forward mortgage. There's a lien on title. And when they no longer live in that home, that loan has to be paid off in full when they no longer live there as a primary residence or when they pass away and they don't live at all. Then that loan has to be paid. Prior to that, they own the property still. They are the legal record owners and they don't have to make a payment for as long as they're there. So Tim, thank you I'm, again. People need to have the information. And if you don't have someone that you can trust and ask these questions to, it definitely becomes a challenge. Uh, let's see, Ryan. Ryan sent me the message last week asking the question about cash out refinance. He was saying, if I did a cash out refinance last year, is now a good time to refinance with no cash out? Ryan, that's an excellent question. Something I talk to a lot of clients about Interest rates on a cash out loan are generally higher or the cost for them is generally higher. If you have done a cash out refinance in the recent history and have a, a good rate, but not a great rate by market standards today, you certainly could look at the opportunity to refinance for a no cash out rate and term refi and capture for yourself a great low fixed rate and recoup that, that difference in what you took as an elevated rate in order to get that cash out. Now you can always buy down in interest rate when you're refinancing, but there's a little bit of a tax advantage difference that your CPAs can explain to you. Uh, but when it comes to 
purchase, you get to claim the expense in full when you close, when you refinance, that cost for buying down is spread out over the life of the loan. So you get a benefit of having paid for it little bits at a time, if it was a 30-year loan, for over 30 years. I always talk about pre-approval. And I got a call from Vanessa. Vanessa said, you always talk about pre-approval, but I don't necessarily understand what pre-approval means. So Vanessa, thank you for helping me relate to the listeners out here what it is that pre-approval actually means. So pre-approval is so important because it really helps you as the buyer have confidence about what it is that you are setting out to do. If you don't have an accurate shopping range, then you don't know what it is you're spending or you have the ability to borrow and then you couldn't possibly have confidence in what it is that you're doing. So pre-approval is going to give you all of the tips. We're gonna go over those details here when we come back in just a moment. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha. We'll be right back. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Good afternoon again, Bay Area. Thank you for joining us today. I hope everyone out there is having a lovely fall afternoon. Before we went to break, we were answering Vanessa's question about what is pre-approval and what does that actually entail? Uh, So it's actually a formal application without a property address. So Vanessa, we're going to take your your full application. We're going to ask questions. There are government declarations and government monitoring um, that are going to be asked of you. We're going to complete your employment history. We're going to ask for your residential history. We have to come up with two years of where you have lived and where you've gotten your mail. And we need all of your personal details, date of birth, social, old name, legal name as it appears on your government-issued ID. It's, It's somewhat funny that I deal with this on a very regular basis. But when I get applications, we have to ask for a copy of the ID to validate that you know you are who you say you are, particularly in the remote environments. And I can't tell you how many times the applications come over without the name that appears on the driver's license filled in, whether it's uh, they go by a different last name or they tell me their name is Jim, but their name is actually James. I really encourage you to understand that what your name legally is matters and that how we put this application together is based on integrity. We, we want to double check all the information. And so that's why the documentation that you provide supports that we have accurate information. So we'll complete the application. We will qualify your income, what income you bring in and what income you are eligible for use in a loan scenario are not the same thing. And we are looking at pre-tax and pre-deduction dollars. So we're looking at your gross earnings, not your net, not what you take home. And sometimes that can be confusing to people. I've had calls after a closing where they say, Misha, I signed everything, but that's not what I take home. What's indicated on my income for my, on my application. And I tell them, don't worry, we're not cheating. That is how we calculate in this industry. It's a little bit confusing. I, I, I give you that. So we're looking at your income. What kind of money are you bringing in? We're also looking at your employment history. How does your employment history go? Are there gaps in your employment history? Do you have consistent employment? If you have more than one job, you have to have a two-year history of having a two-year job, uh, a a second job, because having a second job is a huge commitment of time. And if it was just a matter of saying, well, I don't qualify for what I want, I'll go out and get a second job really quick and I'll work that and then I'll quit that doesn't show stability in your ability to earn to that level and to have that amount of income coming in. 
we're going to be looking at your assets. What money do you have? What money do you have access to? Sometimes people are unaware of their ability to access different types of retirement accounts, um, whether or not it's a 401k or an IRA, whether it's a stock account, or whether it's a government-sponsored retirement fund. So we talk about what all the access points are for the money. And in reserve requirements, that means funds that are held, not used in the transaction, but that you have the ability to touch should you need to, we have to understand whether or not you can actually get to those funds, even if you had to pay a penalty to get to them. We also look at your credit and we look at not just the credit score, but the credit history and the accounts that appear on your credit. These are a very strong indicator of how you understand the ability to borrow and repay. That's what your credit score is. It's a numeric depiction of your understanding. I borrow and then I pay it back. And so what, for people who come to me and say, well, I only had a few late payments and I don't understand why my credit score is so low. It's because you are showing that you didn't pay as agreed. And for some people, they don't realize on a credit card, there's no grace period. If it says it's due on the 15th of the month, you don't have to the 25th of the month. It's due on the, the 5th of the month. Or that day is the day you have to actually pay it, and you, or the 15th. And you have to pay it by that day, or it's considered 30 days late because the 15th of the month, when that payment comes in, they tell you your next payment's due on the 15th. That's your 30 days to get those payments in. Additionally, collections. A lot of people are unaware of collections that they have. Sometimes they're small, sometimes they're not. And we need to know this information in advance because if there's work that needs to be done in order to clean up your credit, to put you as a buyer in the best financial position possible with the lowest interest rate and the most opportunities for the financing that best suits your needs, we wanna know that before you put an offer in on a property and before you end up having to seek an extension on a contract because you didn't know in advance that you had this credit issue. So application, income, employment, asset, credit, history, and that big magic number of your credit score. Those are the things that are required for formal pre-approval. And that is how we help you understand your specific abilities in the marketplace. Thank you, Vanessa, for reminding me to break it down for everybody out there. If you're looking for formal pre-approval, please reach out to me, 831-435-0385. You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, Nisha at EssexMortgage.com. We'll be back in just a few moments, and you are listening to Mortgage Matters with Nisha. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. We are back and I am here today to talk with you about all things mortgage related. The sole focus of this show is to make sure that you as the consumers have someone who is sharing with you opportunities that you might not otherwise encounter. If you are not seeking out people who lend with opportunity, they might have a few different products for you, they might have a couple of options, a handful of them. And when I say a handful, I mean, you might have a, a fixed rate, an adjustable, a 30, a 15 year. You might have somebody who has those and lines of credits. Uh, but generally speaking, you want to work with someone who not only has all of the standard fixed rate, adjustable rate programs, but also has a depth of understanding about all of the other loan programs out there that are going to be less straightforward, 
and they're going to provide flexibility. The Bay Area has a huge portion of the population that is self-employed and wisely so. Entrepreneurs understand that they are going to work hard and they're going to be the masters of their own destiny. In that, that generally means that they have decided they're going to be self-employed or they're even going to be contract employees. And that means they file as though they're self-employed on their taxes. And that gives them the opportunity to claim expenses as deductions and minimize their income on paper. Now, when you do that, you pay less tax because you're claiming less taxable income, but that directly results in your inability to maximize your lending opportunity on paper for a standard product, a standard loan, a 30-year fixed full documentation, all the tax returns loan is not going to give you what it is that you know that you can afford because of how your taxes are structured. There are a plethora of options out there for buyers and for homeowners who are looking to find a creative avenue. And that is what I'm here for. So I don't want you to feel like you have to know what it is that you need when you talk to a lender. What you need to know is what you have and what is in your arsenal. Are, what, what is your income opportunity? What kind of assets do you have? What is your credit score? And those are the things we're going to fact find together. So bring me your information, bring me your ideas and your opportunities of grandeur, and we will structure a path to your individual success. I had a conversation with a gentleman a few weeks ago who was talking about wanting to invest. He didn't really need the money necessarily, but he really enjoyed the opportunity of using his money to make more money. And he thought he could do really good things with it once he had that opportunity to grow the funds. And this was such an interesting conversation because he had looked at taking out a loan that had, and he was very, very pinpointed on a low interest rate. But when I presented to them that he was a, of age that would allow him to do a reverse mortgage on his property that was owned free and clear, and he could not make any payment on that property, he had no heirs to leave the property to. So it was really just a matter of making money with money that was available to him that cost him nothing on a monthly basis in order to grow his portfolio. And I can tell you that having one of those kinds of conversations with someone where they immediately have the aha, this is not something that anyone's ever presented to me. And they get excited about their future. They get excited about what they could do and the possibilities. And that is what we are here for in this industry, especially here at Essex Mortgage. We are educators. We don't make any decisions for you. We are providing you information and education that you deserve so that you make decisions that you feel good about and that you understand. Because when the closing has taken place and when you begin making your payments, I want you to be confident in the choices you made and feel secure in your future. Understand how you can make adjustments. And every time I talk with a client about getting into a property or into a loan scenario, we talk about how we also get out of that and what that looks like, whether it's a sale, whether it's a refinancing into a different type of loan. So these are all of the, the conversations that I have with my clients. It's not just that I'm gonna sell you something quickly and then you're gonna go away forever. Uh, and it's something that I greatly enjoy about having spent such a long time in this industry. So I look forward to helping you as well. We'll be back here in just a moment. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha. 
with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right, we are back. Now, as we're getting into the fall zone and ready for the final quarter of the year, and we are just at the very tip of that here, I am compelled to remind you again that the last four years running, the fourth quarter transactions have outnumbered what they were for years and years before. Typically, the buying season was summertime. And over the last few years, we have seen that although it has been busy, that really we're seeing a lot of hesitation um, in, in some regards in the summertime because people are wanting to see what the market does. They see people bringing their properties to market in the late spring, early summer, and they buyers, particularly buyers who have been out there stumping for weeks and months, sometimes even years, are frustrated with how high the prices have gone and how much competition there is. And so they're hopeful that a property might sit for longer and the price would come down some. We're definitely seeing that there are many, many more buyers. There may not be a dramatic difference in the inventory, the number of homes listed for sale, but we are seeing that there are more people that are excited about the opportunity to buy. And I think that has to do with a combination of both low interest rates and pandemic. You know, realigning what people find is important to them and re recognizing that it's a, a fantastic opportunity to get your foot in the door, even if it's just a starter home for now. The Bay Area generally receives a much healthier portion of market appreciation than the rest of the country. The national appreciation level is 4%. That's how much the value of a home grows on average across the country. The Bay Area averages around 11% on average. And in normal, I said the N word, there was normal times. But in the past two years that we've been monitoring this, you know, through the pandemic, we really have been noticing that we're much more like in the 22 to 24% appreciation, particularly in the Bay Area. And that has been amazing for sellers and not so amazing for buyers. Uh, if I had a dollar for every buyer that said, I just want a really good deal, uh, I really would have a lot of dollars, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, and we appreciate that. We understand as your professionals that you're not trying to overbid. You're not trying to overspend. You're trying to be smart with your finances. And as, as sellers, they want the top dollar for their money. Um, and buyers, when I talk with them about understanding what a buyer's motivation is, I tell them, would you want someone limiting your opportunity with your money by saying, well, I think they've earned enough. That's a, that's a judgment call. And that's not what investing is. Um, and, and that's really not a decision that buyers get to make uh, unless they decide not to offer. So that's something to take into consideration as a buyer is don't look at the history of what a property sold for and make a determination on your offer based on how much you think that seller is actually going to net from the sale and, and that they've gotten enough money out of the transaction. It's really important that you have a trusted realtor that is showing you the market trends in the specific area that you are shopping in. Now, you can look at market information across broad spectrums, uh, looking at San Francisco as a whole, but there are specific neighborhoods and, and demographics 
that hone down and get very close to neighborhoods that are going to talk to you about these types of properties sold for this amount over their list price. And you as a buyer need to understand that that is creating the market value. If you think that you're coming in and offering under list price and have a tremendous opportunity to capture that property, I ask you to look at how many times you employ that strategy before you realize that that's a strategy you need to change. I do have plenty of clients that don't listen necessarily to the advice that their professionals are giving them about what the market is bearing for value and price and what a competitive offer to get accepted would be. And they find themselves stepping up time and time again. And instead of swinging for the fence, they bunt and it doesn't work in their favor. And they come up not getting the property that they wanted. And then they feel frustrated and they feel challenged and they wonder if they will ever buy a home. I also encourage you to take a look at the monthly obligation. Please don't get hung up necessarily on the overall dollar amount. I realize that that makes it seem like you're not talking about what the actual price is, but by managing your monthly expectations, everything in the mortgage business is broken down to a monthly basis. By understanding what your monthly obligation is, you have a better grasp, a smaller vision of what it is that you have to meet and pay. And if that difference gets, is incremental, but gets you to the level that you need to be in order to capture a property, then it's worth your time and money and heartache and aggravation to actually put yourself in the position of capturing a property. I don't know a single buyer that just wants to be a buyer. They want to be an owner. And in order to be the owner, you're going to have to understand what the market is actually asking for and what your competitors, your other offers that are out there on the market are putting forth in order to get buyers, sellers, excuse me, to say yes. Those are the people who are finding success. Those are the people who are capturing keys. And this is the lesson that I want all the buyers out there who are feeling exhausted, fatigued, who are curious if they'll ever buy a home in the long run. Look at the strategy and let's have a conversation about what steps you have taken, what you understand about the market, and are you getting the best advice to strategize for your success? because that's what we're all here for. Uh, realtors are not enjoying making 50, 60 offers that don't get captured either. They feel bad for their clients. They spend a lot of time and energy putting these offers together. And it's most important for everyone to understand what's going to win the deal and put forth the best offer to capture that property, because that's what you really want. In that, you need to know what your qualification is, we need to have conversation with your realtor about what your ceiling is, and they need to be showing you properties that fit within that budget and, and within that neighborhood that you want to be in. Because if the property doesn't align with your goals, then you're not going to be excited about the money that you spend on it. And I never want people to be unhappy with their homeownership. That's not the American dream. That isn't why I'm in this industry. Uh, it's not just to make sales. It's to make people happy about achieving their goals. Please give me a call 831-435-0385. Nisha at EssexMortgage.com. We'll be back in just a moment. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. 
As we come to the end of the show today, I would like to talk to you about your end of year plans. What can you be doing now to prepare yourselves for reaching your real estate goals in the coming year? If 2022 is the year for you, oh, I didn't mean that to rhyme, um, then what can we be doing now to make sure that you are perfectly positioned to get those taxes filed show the income that you've earned or understand the flexible financing options that are available to you when that new year bell rings. If you have questions about what your opportunities are, if you need to understand how to get from A to B in your financial goals when it comes to real estate, now is the time for you to look at this. If you have talked about making a purchase If you own property now and you're wondering how you'll come up with the down payment in order to get to that next purchase, do consider a refinance on your current property. Take that equity out of your home and begin enjoying the future that you set forth for yourselves and design intentionally. There's plenty of opportunity out there and you deserve to have every tool in the market at your disposal to help you achieve those goals. I had a brief conversation with a gentleman who did not have any documented income here in the U.S. He owned a property here for many years. It's owned free and clear. He's been living abroad and he has since come back. And the income that he was bringing over is no longer because he was working in a different country. And he's wondering how he could tap into that equity in order to expand on his current portfolio. And I explained that there is an opportunity for a no-income owner-occupied refinance cash out available to him. We discussed the rates. He was absolutely blown away that there was opportunity out there. He had spoken to five other institutions and none of them told him what I shared with him. All of them said, you'd have to get a job and you'd have to get some history or you'll have to pay mortgage insurance on this property you've owned forever. And that's just not the best strategy for him or the best opportunity. And it's limited information. If you want to make sure that the people that you're asking have all the tools at your disposal, I really encourage you to reach out to the professionals here at Essex Mortgage. Give me a call and let me know how I can provide you with the best service that you're going to get in this industry. I have enjoyed the opportunity of hearing from all of the listeners out there. I really do encourage you to send me your questions because it helps me understand what I can present as far as more information and what I can touch on that the consumer really wants to know. So please do definitely keep those questions coming in to me. As we get into this fourth quarter and as we look to the ensuing holidays here, they are upon us, folks. We have a small window of time before everything just starts to be festivals rolled together. Now is the great time for you to take stock of your finances, take a look at your credit, understand your position with your cash, with your cash holdings, with your assets on the whole, and find out exactly what it is that you can do to achieve your real estate goals. It's not too soon to get started looking at how you're going to get there because in this type of environment, if you're purchasing, you could find yourself out there on the market competing for quite some time before you actually capture a property. It has been a pleasure to be here with you. Again, my name is Misha Dimitruk. My email is Misha, 
at EssexMortgage.com. My phone number is 831-435-0385. You can text or call with any questions. I'm also available through Facebook or LinkedIn. If you would like to ask a question, please do so and let me know. This show rebroadcasts on Sundays at 3 p.m. If you missed any part of it, I look forward to speaking with you all next week. Be safe out there. Thanks so much.